It's Sunshine's Becky Gazeal here. Yes, and don't worry. If you missed us, well, that's why you're here, to catch up on the good stuff. And joining us in the studio, it is Pastor Phil Ayers from Kingdom City. He helps us grow strong marriages. Phil, how you going? Really good, really good. What a great day. Love love being in here today and, and uh, our weather. I thought it was going to be bad weather, but it's been sensational. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, my gosh, we're so, Last so blessed. Last week was freezing. Yeah. And then this week, I had yeah. to kick off one of the blankets. I was like, oh, <laughs> good week. No, nah, I love the cold. But hey, speaking of cold, there's a lot of fire. There's a lot of fire in this, in this handout you've given us today. I'm a little bit scared. There is. There is. That's right. So we are doing our Making Room seri- uh, series, Strategies to Resolve a Couple Conflicts uh, Brilliantly. So what are we, where are we heading today with this? Okay, well, we've done a number of... Uh, we, if you think about a house, and uh, in every house there's a number of rooms that make that house up. There's the kitchen, the living room, the... The toilet, the bedrooms, the laundry. master bedroom, etc., laundry, and you need good good rooms in a in a beautiful house. So, um, this room we we've talked about rooms that are about being able to make room to hear mm. uh, each other, make room to let them be heard, uh, make room for us actually to have space to talk and communicate when we've got an issue. This one is about making room for only one. Right. Okay. Mm. Only yeah. one. Only one. There's no no room for more than one, and what what I mean by that is one issue. The ah. moment the moment you make room for more than one, you're in trouble. Yeah. You are in serious trouble. Take it from an expert <laughs> who has never succeeded in solving more than one issue at a time. It just doesn't work. So, so. what triggers then that conflict to escalate from the one issue into like multiple? Yeah, it, it, it's often our communication, the way we talk to. Um, the issues that we deal with. So let's start, for example, uh, you have an issue that you're talking through, you're struggling. Mm. And then what you do is you either start to introduce other ideas, uh, like, you know, you're driving the car too fast. Yeah, well, you're nagging too much, you know, so (laughs) you introduce another problem. Now, that problem might be a legitimate issue. The moment you introduce it into that conflict conversation, you've actually derailed the whole point and ability to deal with it because now you're attacking the person's character. Mm. And the moment you move from the issue to the character of the person, you escalate that conflict complexity to a point where it becomes difficult to know what you're dealing with because now we're at each other. Yeah. And if you keep going, if you allow that to keep going, you'll end up not just escalating it towards the character of the person, but the capacity of the marriage. This marriage is no good. I, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. What's even the point? Why do I bother? Oh, look, do whatever you want. And so what we're inadvertently saying as it ex- escalates, we've moved right off the point of what the conflict began with from the issue We've attacked the character, and now we're attacking and cursing our marriage by the words we're saying. Which definitely takes practice, because I think when you're on the heat, heat of it and someone mm. comes accusing at you, you're like, hang on a minute. Yeah, and you're defensive because no. they yeah. might be right, so then well, you just want to fire back. Well, that, that's interesting, because I always found it very natural to go escalate to the top level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In, instinctively destructive, and it's because yeah. of our bent personal self-centered yeah. nature that we're always going to defend and protect what we want over what we as a, what I want over what we really need. We're talking about how to keep the conflict down to one thing. Yeah. <laughs> one topic at a time. What do we do then, Phil, if we've found ourselves in this situation where now we're attacking the person? Right. How do we de-escalate it? How do we get that okay. fire extinguisher? All right. Well, we've got to figure out how to control and, you know, how to gain control. And one 
one absolute fundamental thing, which I haven't even got in the notes, is asking for forgiveness and saying sorry and being willing to humble yourself. If you're not willing to humble yourself and, and come back to a point of respect, mm. very difficult to address any escalation. You know, if your hurt is more important to you than the relationship and building the relationship, you'll find it always very difficult to de-escalate. So that's yeah. the, you've got to continually challenge yourself and and challenge what's triggering you. So so when we attack the problem, uh, we got to we can't go to the person. We've got to go to the problem, and we've got to make sure we stay away from more than one issue. Um, so how do I gain control? The starting point of gaining control is actually probably not going to happen in that conflict. It's going to happen later when we talk about the way we deal with conflict. And it comes in the simple form of finding agreement together. And in that agreement, we agree on what we will and won't do. And so if, if you don't have agreement about your conflicts, conflicts will just keep on taking the emotional cycle they've always taken. But you have the ability to make intentional choices about where we will and won't go. And I, I remember when we first started to address this and we got help and training and started to understand it, I remember our... our conflict escalating and my wife challenging me she said and she said to me where are we going with this conflict right now is this what you want wow i thought we were going to go on a certain way when we dealt with the thing that we didn't agree with and we were struggling and we were upset and i actually was able to take stock and realize okay yeah no i have made a commitment i've made a commitment to you that we're going to find a way to deal with this i'm not just going to react and it was because of that agreement that was in place before the conflict, and I owned that, yeah. that we were able to make a change. And, it, you know, Amos 3 says, how can any two walk together? How can they walk hand in hand unless they have an agreement? And that's the whole point of marriage. Marriage is a life agreement that we're going to build our life together and we're going to make it work. Right, so you gave the example before of you're in a car and, and let's say... Your wife looks over and says, you're driving too fast. And you go, well, you're nagging too much. <laughs> From that point on, if you were going to use it as an example, uh, can you walk this through? Okay. So a so couple of key things in the area of agreement. I hope you can hear that. Okay, is that better? Um, a couple of key things. Number one is our expectation. You need to recognize that your spouse is going to see things differently. With us in the early years of our marriage, I was always offended when my wife would see things differently and didn't agree with me. It was almost like she was criticizing me and my character just because she saw it differently. You yeah. know what? You married that person because they were different. Mm -hmm. Why would you marry someone who's black and you're white, metaphorically? You know what I'm saying? You see the opposite sides of the universe and then get married and think they're going to be the same. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Value the difference. So that's the first thing. Recognize that you're going to be different. Number two, don't be personally offended. And number three, you've got to continually be willing to practice compromise. If you believe that this person is a gift in your life, then allow that person to be that gift and practice compromise. You know, in fact, I remember a couple of times I just could not see how her thoughts and her ideas and her opinions at all I just thought it was absolute rubbish. And I was just Irrelevant. my way of the highway, right? And I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to give it a crack. What we'll do, I'll do an experiment. 
I'm going to give her the opportunity to prove she's wrong by giving giving in and compromising. I love when you share what, stories of your personal what, life. What ticked me off was she was right and it worked brilliantly. Oh, my gosh. That's not the outcome I expected. Oh, okay. And that helped me, actually. And so yeah. there's got to be – here's the point. There's got to be trust and the willingness to flex, to bend and to yield to each other. Mm. And, you know, if you always have it your way, you're just doing the solo run. Yeah. You know, be willing to flex, be willing to value the difference. Uh, don't take it personally and be offended because they are different, but also be willing to compromise and allow. And if you can carry that spirit, that mindset, it's more important to have a right mindset even than a good start in your marriage. You might have started really bad. I'll tell you what, it's important to have a good start, but it's even more important. It's absolutely critical to build a right mindset. And if you do that, you can be successful and have a fantastic relationship. Oh, awesome well, stuff. Love it when you come in, Phil. <laughs> Look, if you missed any of this, you can catch up. Head online, sunshine.com.au. But, Phil, thank you so much. I look forward to the next series. We really hope you enjoyed that chat. It has been Sunshine's Beck and Gazeel. I think I enjoyed it more the second time. It was good. Left a nice taste in my mouth. We'll see you from three.